Welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast, and welcome to the last full week of 2023. We hope you had a wonderful holiday season and are looking forward to a great new year. This week, we just wanted to keep it uh, light and have a conversation with the Chamber's management team and take a look back at 2023. So in this episode, you'll hear from our president and CEO, John Brewer. Hi, Jack. Happy New Year. Our Director of Visit Billings, Alex Tyson. Hello, Jack. Director of Business Advocacy, Dan Brooks. Hi. And our Chief Operations Officer, Jennifer Rising. Thank you, Jack. So, we obviously can't recap everything that happened in 2023. We are, after all, a very busy organization. But to kick things off, let's just go around the table and what are some of your highlights from 2023? Well, I think looking at the broad picture, uh, we do a lot of our work here at the Chamber focused on workforce development and the impact that we can make uh, through employment. And in the last 12 months, we've seen unemployment from 1.9% to 2.3%. And the ways you can increase and improve unemployment is, uh, or or the challenges our workforce has is through upskilling or expanding our community pool of talent that's available. So for me, the work that we've done under the umbrella of belonging and encouraging a a stronger workforce, stronger work environment through our diversity, equity, and inclusion workshops. I mean, having 186 graduates, 54 businesses, and over 100 and, or I'm sorry, 15,000 employees uh, represented in those companies go through that work uh, is very meaningful. And I think one of the highlights uh, that, that I'm most proud of, of through the chamber. And I think another workforce development piece is really the growth of our networks, whether it is the DEI network, as you mentioned, or our leadership billings program our women's network, Encore, and NextGen, uh, even our business development network. You know, we have um, an opportunity for connection, personal and professional growth for people of all ages, industries, backgrounds, and long uh, workforce or professional longevity. And so we continue to see growth and desire to provide that connection and that growth in our community. I think that's a really great thing. I stay on the workforce theme here, but touch on the policy aspect, and that's the uh, work that we got to do this last legislative session. You know, one of the biggest things that we hear from our uh, employers and members is the need for housing for workforce. A number of uh, national publications uh, called the work that got done on housing reform the Montana miracle, considering the amount of uh, legislative reforms that got put through. So some items of change. Uh, eliminating exclusionary zoning, reducing parking uh, minimums, allowing for ADUs to be built. Just a couple of things that are going to add to the housing supply and help uh, address that housing affordability issue here in Montana. Well, and I'll stay on that legislative track with you as far as collaboration of the regions, the CVBs, the state of Montana coming together to make sure that we're working hard to defend Uh, tourism marketing and sales dollars, as well as that product development and destination development piece, um, as well as coming together on quite a few items like SB 540, so that we can make sure that we're doing what we need to do to move tourism forward in the state of Montana and Southeast Montana. For visit billings, really, it's the bids that people don't know about for sports, the bids and proposals that we put forth for meetings and conventions, the work that we're doing for leisure recruitment, international and domestic tours, and uh, the visitor experience, which we can talk a little bit about shortly too for a certified tourism ambassador. But the big win, I think, also was the air show. 
and having, you know, this group of longtime Billings residents come together and really want to do something great in the region. And tying in some of Alex's work, though, I think your, your, your support and growth in the tourism sports economy and just the number of people that uh, you welcome into our community who have never seen Billings, you know, that opportunity for them to become residents or for them to develop a business. I think at one point the data showed that um, small businesses of every small business, 25% of those started from the owner, the entrepreneur coming to the community as a tourist. And just that economy tying together from our visitor economy to how it works relates to workforce and uh, small business all the way up to chain, the chain to larger organizations. I mean, the work that's done in tourism is really such a foundational piece for everything uh, a community has for support and pride and growth. Yeah. And that product development piece from a quality of life, as well as, you know, the items that out, and attractions um, and businesses that our visitors can come and enjoy in our community. You already kind of, you all already kind of highlighted your, your maybe your number one thing from this last year. But is, are there any projects that you'd really like to highlight that, you know, maybe flew under the radar a little bit? Anything that we worked on that you wish more of our members knew about? I'll go ahead and start with our uh, crime prevention through environmental design uh, SEPTED program. Uh, this is uh, our program, Freedom Members, uh, for which we come out and we conduct a security survey of a business property. And then we come back and offer some uh, cost-effective recommendations for security improvements that can help improve the uh, safety for clients and employees and anybody that utilizes that space. We have conducted, oh, probably around 40 in the last 12 to 16 months, but we're always looking to uh, get more businesses queued up in our uh, roster of properties that need to have these evaluations done. It's a really simple, uh, I think I've already said, uh, free service that we offer. And uh, we'd like to come out and have our businesses be part of the solution for improving safety and billing. So uh, if you listening uh, need a SEPTED security survey done, or you know somebody who might be interested, please forward them to us. And uh, we're happy to come on by and and do that as a as a uh, membership benefit for you. Yeah, I think th that as a solution to address some of the significant challenges we're facing as a community regarding gang violence and public safety is just such an incredible program that, that I hope more members take advantage of since it is free to the membership and such a valuable improvement and asset to our community. I, I um, think there's just such great work going on right now in the air service uh, field and in terms of recent success of uh, United expanding service to Chicago, Allegiant to Los Angeles, uh, Sun Country now directly serving Billings to Minneapolis. And uh, the list goes on in terms of conversations that we've had. Um, but tying that to uh, maybe an under the radar project that uh, uh, we'll be sharing more with in the future, and that's the development of the Chambers Foundation. So to be able to have a 501c3 available now, for businesses to contribute to projects such as our air service uh, guarantee revenue and other things that we're working on as a uh, tax deductible contribution. Um, I think that's going to help a lot of the work that we're doing, not only in air service, but diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as leadership programming and other quality of life projects that we're working on. And I think that much of the work that Visit Billings does, unfortunately, falls under the radar. Um, you know, our team works tirelessly and a lot of what uh, people see in the community is just, you know, a couple of programs here and there. And I think that one of the most important things that people will see from Visit Billings in 2024 is the release of our strategic plan. 
which really helps uh, as a roadmap for what uh, tourism looks like in Billings for the next three to five years. At the same time, I think that people just have a really good opportunity to learn more about tourism and the impact of tourism to the business community and to the community and destination as a whole. So looking forward to that heading into the next year, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yours is designed not to be seen by most people because they're already here. But yeah, it's a, it's an important important to remember that that's going on in the background. One of the things that jumped out to me as I was looking back at this year, and this is especially relevant to your work, Jennifer, is that we went through a lot of staffing changes in 2023. In every case, we were sad to see somebody go, but it feels like we're in a really good position right now. You know, it's it's interesting you say that because um, as as you asked me to start to reflect on this, I mean, there were there were significant challenges in that, but it also makes us better. And, you know, our members don't necessarily see that side of it, you know, because we are hopefully a fully functioning, you know, nonprofit organization. And we've spent a lot of time the last couple of years and this year in particular on um, changing our policies and and becoming more um, inclusive in our own space and paying attention to, you know, floating holidays and more flexible scheduling and being able to telework and how do we balance all of those things? And the opportunity that turnover creates is the opportunity to one, reflect on your policies and and your leadership, right? And you and and what you're doing and and why people might be leaving. And even though those reasons are often not connected, it still does help to sit back and type, take a look at that. And then really looking at our onboarding process. How do you do more than just orient the person to the work that we're doing, but how do you really engage them and connect them so that they more quickly feel like they're a part of the team and, and doing valuable work? Well, I think that's a good observation. I mean, we've had some great uh, uh, upward growth with staff members and uh, moving up uh, to, to different positions. Uh, we've seen some expansion in the scope of work, therefore hiring additional staff members and expanding our work around visit Billings and visit Southeast Montana and the foundation. Um, so it, it's, it's been, I think, uh, a great journey for us uh, organizationally though. It's exciting to see where we're at financially. Um, I don't know if we've ever been in a better uh, structure than we have right now, as far as our, our funding mechanisms and where we are with event revenue and membership support and growth. Mm-hmm. So it, it's such a good year for us and exciting to have uh, a new crew of people and, and new, uh, a larger scope in some areas. Well, obviously not everything can go perfectly. Uh, every year there's going to be things that we wish went better. What are some of the things that you wish had gone differently in 2023? Any lessons that we took away from those things? Well, I think, um, you know, to start with, uh, obviously we, we can't uh, forget about the, the challenges and the horrible uh, period that we had with, uh, again, gang violence and, and murders uh, uh, that have occurred and the public safety piece being such a priority for our community. And uh, I, I, it's, I guess, nice to see that, that there's so many different organizations that are uh, focused on solutions and how we can come together collaboratively to make change. But if they're, you know, looking at a specific project that the chamber has worked on uh, very passionately, that uh, uh, was a, a challenge I wish would have gone differently. And that would have been the bond vote for Parks, Rec and Trail. Um, it, there were some positive uh, outcomes there, I think, with the support that we see now for TrailNet and the development of the Parks Foundation. And I think just the, the great work that was done in communicating the need for the sports economy and what we will be losing 
for community ice and what that means to our area youth, as well as the visitor economy, but also the need for aquatics and other court space that we will be without if we don't find a solution to that in the future. So the positive outcome there was, I think, the greater awareness that the community now has. I wish it had gone differently and and the community would have voted in favor of it. But the lessons learned there are uh, there's a lot of uh, different avenues that uh, we're going to be pursuing to uh, make it come to reality because the end goal hasn't changed. The strategy is just going to look different. And I would agree. I uh, wish that the outcome was different, but yes, the, the um, information that we've gathered um, and some of the other, um, I don't know, just, I, I don't want to say lessons, but some of the, like the, the movement and progression that we saw through that process, I think was advantageous especially for visit billings and for the tourism business improvement district itself and the board, um, you know, finding ways to utilize funds to aid in tourism, I think was very successful. Um, and I also think that, you know, sports has always been important to billings. Sports tourism has been very, very important to visit billings since 2012, as it was identified as a major priority and segment for us to pursue and grow and particularly coming out of the 2017 and 2018 Victus Advisors Sports Facility Feasibility Study, I think that while um, all of that work had been done and we took this a little bit of a detour with the bond, uh, you know, we're, we're back on track figuring out where we're going next with sports tourism. And uh, that's a major priority for us and will continue to be. I think my major takeaway uh, from this discussion is that we've got a business community that's ready to step up. Uh, right in our uh, uh, going out to the community, raising funds for uh, from the private sector for the uh, recreation center in talking with the T-Bid about uh, offsetting costs of operations and maintenance. They stepped up. Uh, Par Pacific, Par Montana, sorry, uh, really stepped up with a, a big uh, donation and, and, and pledge from them. So We've got a business community that understands that this is actually a, a priority need and that it needs to be accomplished, and uh, they were ready to, to step up. And uh, hopefully we'll have an opportunity to come back uh, at a time when uh, other factors, such as uh, property taxes, aren't, aren't such a, a big concern for our homeowners here. Uh, any, anything besides, I mean, the park bond is mine too, but <laughs> like, any, anything else anybody would want to throw out there? You know, the one that really stands out to me is we had this vision for what we thought you belong in Billings was going to be. Mm. And for a number of reasons, it didn't come to fruition. I think that an organization of our size and type is fortunate that when something doesn't work the way we thought it was going to, the bottom doesn't really fall out, right? You have yeah. this opportunity to to reimagine or repurpose, keep the pieces that that stuck, if you will, and discard the ones that didn't and kind of start over and start again. Not really start over. It's like finding a new starting place, right? Mm -hmm. So now we have these things and we'll go that direction. You know, we've, we've uh, been able to better incorporate um, that message into things that already exist instead of doing something standalone. Yeah, I think the resources that were developed this past year for businesses and individuals who are relocating to Billings, um, that was the, the, the silver lining to the You Belong in Billings initiative that 
uh, we were trying to hit home with uh, HR professionals and others. So that didn't quite go how we had anticipated. But what came out of that, again, were this, this wealth, these wealth of resources that individuals and businesses have to encourage people to want to relocate to Billings. And then when they're here to get engaged in their community. So, um, yeah, that was a, a nice move forward in the belonging initiative of, again, helping those businesses and individuals bring them their authentic selves to the, to the workplace. The Billings Chamber invites you to the Ag Celebration Banquet presented by Yellowstone Valley Electric Cooperative, January 26th, Metro Park Pavilion. The Ag Banquet is for learning, appreciation, and recognition of the ag industry. Go to billingschamber.com to register. Thanks to our sponsors, Yellowstone Valley Electric Cooperative, Stockman Bank, CNB Operations, Ide Bailey, Ag West Farm Credit, KGHL, Komatsu, Billings Sign Service, Running Our Equipment Repair, and Agro Liquid. Register now for the Chamber Ag Appreciation Banquet, January 26th. All right. So broadening out beyond just billings and our work, uh, 2023 was a very, very eventful year in world news. I went and looked up a, a list and here's a non-comprehensive list of some of the notable things that happened in 2023. So the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady announced his retirement again. We've had multiple speakers of the house. Uh, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. We shot down a Chinese spy balloon. The, there was the whole thing with Silicon Valley Bank. We had major breakthroughs on nuclear fusion, the Hollywood writer's strike, the Barbie Oppenheimer debut, all the stuff with inflation and interest rates, wildfires in Hawaii. I could go on and on and on, and that's not even mentioning the military conflicts. Uh, But the business news throughout all of that has been pretty good. The business community, the economy has been resilient through uh, all of those negative headlines. So from, from your perspective, as leaders in the business community, you know, why do you think business has been so resilient and will probably continue to be? Well, I think Billings is so unique in terms of our regional scope, you know, the largest city in such a large geographic area. And as we define ourselves as Montana city, uh, we have the services, we have air service and healthcare, retail, uh, hospitality, transportation, and it goes on and on the financial centers and, and so on. And I think we're just, we're that community that draws from such a large area and that's allowed us to uh, be very diverse in terms of our industry that, that have made us successful, whether it's agriculture, uh, extractive resources, retail, uh, we continue to do very well in all sectors because we are that home of business for the state of Montana for, as we know, North, parts of North Dakota and uh, Wyoming and, and other spots. So that, that really helps our resiliency, I believe, and, and just being that community, again, that, that's known for entertainment and activity that you can't experience any other place within the region. I mean, this is Montana, right? I mean, uh, people want to come here. People want to visit. People want to live here. Um, you know, there's no time to pause. Um, you know, we demand the best of ourselves from ourselves, from our team. And the community, the business community and the residents demand uh, the highest expecta- expectation in regard of, of, of us as the chamber, visit Billings, visit Southeast Montana. So for us, we've got so much happening in this community and so many things that we need to be celebrating. We need to be working very hard on. And um, I think that uh, we're a very, very fortunate community. I think that our businesses continue to be more collaborative and cooperative in their work. There's always competition and that's a good thing. 
Um, but leveraging one another's strengths under our own umbrella has really become a thing for us. You know, looking at what is each of our staff members bring to the table and just because you're on a certain team doesn't mean that you can't bring that uh, that strength over here and use it for a while, right? And I think that our business members do that very well, whether they are working within their own industries or they're working with the person across the street from them. So, you know, I, I think it's all about building community. I talk a lot about the power of community and how do you build community. And community is not just the place that you live, but it's the people that you're around. It's the, when you're coming together around, you know, issues or ideas or identity or belief or purpose, but finding and looking for those things that you have in common or that you want mm -hmm. to create really gives opportunity for success. Yes, maybe I just add in, you know, we are not that far removed from COVID, uh, a time in which our community really stepped up and showed uh, creative partnerships, uh, not unlike Barbenheimer, uh, <laughs> to ensure that uh, businesses stay open, that we continue to shop local. I, I, I mean, what a, what a, you know, despite the, the COVID spreading, uh, what a great time to uh, show off our community strength and shopping local so often. I, I feel like that is kind of tapered off a little bit, and maybe we could emphasize that again and really um, come out and show uh, some, some strength behind our, our uh, local stores and shops. Um, but I think that's why we continue to be resilient despite everything else going on. We really learned how to, how to partner and, and weather through tough storms already, and uh, that list that uh, you read off is, is kind of nothing compared to what we've already went through. Yeah, yeah, I think there's really something to that, like, oh, Fed just raised interest rates another quarter, you know, quarter of a point. Well, I less than three years ago, my business had to shut down. So what is this compared to that? Yeah. I think we've had this wonderful opportunity to take a look at what we had to do during the pandemic for whatever reason, whether it was state mandate or it was the right healthy thing to do or safer thing to do. And then we now look at what we had to do then and the pieces that we want to continue to do. And now we're doing them by choice, right? So it feels different when you're required to do something, you maybe resist it, but when you understand it and see the value in it and choose to do it, then you're more likely to, to continue it and, and use it on a daily basis, whatever that is. All right. Two more quick questions before we wrap up for the year. What was your favorite piece of good news from 2023? Alex hit the air show, which is very, you know, high on my list, but, um, and then you've got holiday, uh, nights with all the, you know, great accolades that that's received nationally, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the skyline trail ribbon cutting recently. I just recall, you know, 14, 15 years ago in this very room, uh, a group of people rolled out a map, a uh, paper map and drew a circle around billings and, uh, somebody pulled out their Google maps and, uh, looked at it as far as uh, the mileage, and it worked out to be right at 26.2 miles. And uh, it was became our marathon loop vision, with one of the highlights being this dream of a, a trail along our rims that really is our window to the community. If this is our home, you know, that's the front window, the front porch, you see everything. It's just our beauty shot. And to have a trail for off-road, non-motorized activity is just such a joy. And the fact that we could you know, cut that ribbon and see bikes and strollers and kids and, and uh, our senior population just using that trail. 
um, it's exciting to see that, uh, you know, that vision originated right here and there's so much work done with the build grant and, uh, Dan and many others traveling to Washington, DC to get the funds for that, uh, such a big win. And, and it was exciting news for all of us. I would say that the community pride steps that we're taking, you know, it wasn't, uh, what, 2009, 2010, that Visit Billings research showed that a majority of residents who would interface with visitors uh, who would ask them maybe what they could do in Billings would, uh, you know, reply negatively and steer people outside of the community to, you know, actually have a vacation or spend, a, you know, an afternoon not in Billings. and. I think that we we are incrementally taking steps towards that community pride piece um, and the certified tourism ambassador program, uh, which we finally were able to launch in 2023, I think is a major win for not only visit billings and our stakeholders, but also for the community as a whole to really start seeing the value in this community um, and for us to make sure that we really do have a sense of community pride when we're talking with community residents. There's so much to do here. There's so much in our city, such amazing people for our visitors to meet and to, uh, and to explore our amazing attractions. And I think that the certified tourism ambassador program, which we had looked at for about five to seven years coming to fruition will really offer an impact in the future for people wanting to learn more about the city as a destination. Yeah, I'll come back to the uh, 2023 legislative session. Uh, I already talked about uh, housing and the, and the major wins there, uh, but also as it concerns uh, the chamber, our other two priorities of public safety and, and tax reform. Uh, on, on the public safety front, uh, I have to give credit to our local legislators for uh, really heading to Helena with a prioritization on safety. Uh, they passed legislation that dealt with uh, sober living homes, putting kind of a floor of uh, regulation on that industry. We addressed jail reimbursement, so the state pays a more uh, equitable share of, of what they pay for housing uh, inmates uh, within our jail, so a couple of good wins there. On the, on the tax front, we were able to uh, fortunately fend off a tax against tax increment finance, one of our only economic development tools. So we were able to preserve that. Uh, and then a big win for a, a, a big chamber priority that's been one of our issues long before I got here, and that's the business equipment tax, raising that threshold for which uh, businesses have to uh, file and pay taxes uh, and, and significantly reducing the amount of uh, business equipment tax that gets, gets paid from Yellowstone County. So number of big wins, uh, and, and, and I think we need to celebrate um, uh, those for our community. The one thing that immediately comes to mind is how our international awareness tours, the Chambers Travel Program, has continued to grow. You know, we have a lot of repeat travelers, and in 2023, we had more new travelers than we had repeat ones. And so it's exciting to see that we're giving new people the opportunity to get out and learn more about. Uh, places that are different than Billings and spending time together to, again, build community mm -hmm. and, and come together around the desire to, to learn and, and see new places and to travel. But then to bring that back and keep those connections once you're back in Billings is really important. So I'm going to say that just 
being able to continue to offer that experience and seeing all of the new people who are excited about joining us. And what are you looking forward to in 2024? Well, you know, from a personal standpoint, professionally, I have the opportunity to serve on the Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives Board of Directors this year. Uh, that's something brand new for me. And I'll be the incoming chair at Midwest at the Midwest site for the Institute for Nonprofit Management uh, through the U.S. Chamber. Um, so those two pieces are really exciting for me to have opportunities to lead in in a bigger space and um, represent uh, the Billings Chamber and the Billings community um, in those arenas. Um, I'm looking forward to implementing the mental health first aid uh, instructor training that Kathy and I recently took um, and helping our businesses be better prepared to um, support and uh, find resources for individuals on their teams who may be having mental health challenges. Um, you know, the other thing is when I look at our membership team, uh, everyone other than me, has been with us for two years or less. And it's just a really great opportunity for us to, to build that team and um, look at new ways and innovative ways of doing things and, um, you know, making sure that we're serving our members and meeting their needs in the best way that we can. Well, I got to go two different directions here. And one might, uh, one might step on Dan's toes a little bit with his <laughs> dream list, but um, you know, the, the county commissioners are now considering uh, a jail expansion as far as a community bond, and we need to address uh, violent crime and, and property crime and, and so many other areas. Uh, important to note, though, that we have seen double-digit decreases in those areas. However, we've, we've had a passion to see that jail expanded for a number of years. Uh, of course, addressing the need for homelessness and substance abuse, but on the enforcement front, uh, that's just a piece that is a critical uh, puzzle that has to be solved. And I'm glad to see the commissioners doing that. Uh, that's one direction. The other being uh, the downtown development opportunities. You know, we've got just such a, a great opportunity right now with the 6th Street North and 27th Street um, uh, area uh, with the, the Gazette building, the former Conoco and the Burger King that was there that's been scraped now. And you think of that opportunity that exists for housing and other downtown development, what that can mean for our medical corridor as well as solving a lot of our community uh, challenges right now having to do with workforce. Uh, I just uh, think that there's some exciting opportunity on the horizon there. I, I would continue on with the, uh, the housing push uh, with the Griffin development over on First Avenue, the potential uh, High Plains development of the old yesteryear's property with the Futurity Tower. We, I think we really have kind of a... Uh, an ongoing focus on housing downtown, probably, uh, I would say, uh, due in part to our One Big Sky District efforts, uh, despite that uh, plan seemingly being shelved for now, uh, it seems to have inspired people to uh, look more closely at housing downtown. And so I think that's a, a big opportunity coming up. I'm uh, optimistic. I, I hope that both of those developments just kill it uh, and send a signal to the market saying, Hey, housing uh, development downtown is what's needed. Uh, it's working and we need more of it. Uh, look, it's going to be a busy 2024, another, another year of uh, just nonstop because we have three new properties, three new hotels coming online of whom we answer to 
um, and we have three more in the pipeline. Uh, that is additional inventory for us to fill. Our mission is to is to fill those hotel rooms so that our restaurants, our retailers, and our attractions are full. Our strategic plan will uh, assist with you know helping us prioritize that uh, you know those strategies in order to make sure that we are the destination development organization and destination leadership organization in this city and in this region. Um, so a lot of work to be done. We're almost to pre-pandemic staffing levels. And um, I think another uh, really uh, high point for us heading into 2024 is the preparation for the Special Olympics of Montana that returns mm -hmm. starting in May for three years. So we've got lots of conventions, meetings, sports events, uh, a lot of leisure work, a lot of visitor experience work. Um, and we our sleeves are rolled up and we're ready to continue into 2024. That's going to be big. Well, thank you all for your time today. Uh, thank you for all the work that you do and for a great 2023. Thanks, Jack. Thank you, Jack. And happy New Thanks Year. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much to the members of our Chambers Management team for joining us today. And thank you very much for listening throughout 2023. You've made this a great year for us. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. For the last time of 2023, don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcasts because there is something here for everyone.